0: In that moment, Kyle had no idea, you know, where I was going with the message today. And when he started singing that about the soul, it's exactly uh, what I feel like I'm supposed to hit on today. And so you can be seated. I'm going to go ahead and move on. But buddy, if you'll go ahead and pull up that uh, sermon slides. Thank you so much for being here today. What I'm going to ask for you to do over the next few minutes is to be aware of your soul. Now we are spirit, we're soul, and we're body. How many of us are very aware of our bodies? Like, we're excessively aware of our body. Like, oh, does this shirt make me look fat? No, my body makes me look fat. (laughs) All right. Do I stink? Do I have any blemishes on my face? Like, we're very aware of our bodies. Body awareness. We're very aware. And then as Christians, as followers of Christ, as disciples, we're becoming very aware of our spirit. Because we're new. We're alive. Our spirit has been, made, it's been resurrected and been made new. But there's that soul thing that, that we miss out on a lot. We don't totally understand yet how to talk to and deal with and to, to steer our soul in relationship with Christ. And the reason is because I don't think that we take it as seriously as we should. The, how many have ever in your life felt discouragement and despair? How many love that first song? I will I will shake off despair. I love that song. Gets in my spirit, man. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shake despair off. I will crush disappointment. What? A, whoever wrote that? Come on, man. Crush disappointment and break every chain. Like, like those times that we have felt those things: despair, discouragement, depression. That is our soul. That is the deepest place in us, our soul, that is longing for freedom, breakthrough, something to shift, right? Those times of loneliness, your body wasn't the only thing lonely. Your spirit wasn't lonely. It was your soul, my soul, that was lonely. And the Bible tells us, um, it talks a lot about the soul. How many you know the Bible talks a lot about the soul? I wanna, there, a couple of things came to my mind as we were sitting there. The soul. He says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, I will bless his holy name. He said, He restores my soul. This is David. Now, the Bible says that David had a key. He had a special key. How many of you have ever heard that before? The key of David. He had a special key where did you know that as a king, he was anointed by God as king, but he was also a prophet. And he also went into the temple as a priest when that wasn't allowed in those times. He had a key. He had a secret key to the heart of God. And I think it was because he learned how to let God restore his soul and to bless the Lord with his soul, the deepest longing inside of him. It says, my soul longs for you. David said this. My soul longs for you in a dry and a weary land. How many felt dry and weary over the last few months? It wasn't your body. It may have been a little bit of your spirit, but it definitely was our soul that was longing for the reign of God, for the presence of God. David said this, he satisfies my soul. Like we think that when we get our way that our body is excited and satisfied, but it's our soul that becomes satisfied. It's this deep place inside of us. And how many have ever heard of the term soul ties? Obviously, this is a modern age where we've heard this. We taught this when we taught true love weights to our teenagers, and we we're like, save yourself for your spouse. I promise you, doing that will be the greatest thing you do in your life. If you can do that, do it. Amen. Just a side note. There's nothing greater than that. But, but there is this thing about our soul that, that creates ties. And so here's the definition, right? A soul tie is a phrase which some people use to refer to a spiritual connection right? Between two people. It is said to come into existence after two people have been physically intimate or have shared an intensely uh, strong or passionate experience together. The word is experience. Would you say experience? Experience. The key to engaging our soul is experience. Would you say that with me? The The key to engaging my soul is experience. So when I have a relationship with God and I encounter an experience with him, then my soul becomes tied to him. We talk a lot in in psychological terms, if we have soul ties, that you have to break those ties, not just with the person, but with the experience that was shared with that person. Because that experience is what gave birth to the tie. Today, I want to talk about the key to a prosperous soul, all right? Everyone say the key, to the key to a prosperous soul, and the key to it is called experience. All right, buddy, next slide, please. Yes. We know this scripture. It's 3 John, verse 2. There's only one chapter, but 3 John, chapter 1, verse 2, and if you, if you see that, if you can read it, if you know it, say it with me, beloved I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Would you say it again? Beloved, I pray that in all things, come on, you may prosper in all things and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. See, the key to all things prospering is our soul prospering. How many believe that? And I want us as Fire Life Church that have been called to be revivalist, that have been called to be alive and on fire. (laughs) Amen? Are you alive? But are you on fire? Because it takes both. Because the alive is for me, but the fire is for other people. And to really be followers of Christ, my life has to be beneficial to him, service to him, and service to other people. That's the only way this works. The equation of of being a disciple or a Christian does not work if it's only one or the other. It has to be both. And that means that you and I need to step into a place of prosperity in our soul. And what I mean by prosperity is where good things happen. Where the purposes of God happen in our life where the favor of God manifests itself in our life. Prosperity, to do well, where things go well for us. Where we gain favor with God and with man. There's that two-pronged approach again, with God and with man. So how many feel like God has favor for you? You have favor with God. That favor with God needs to translate into, hmm, how can I take the favor I have with God and release it to other people? And that comes through a prosperous soul. The other day, um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of nature and hiking and especially like the Faroe Islands and Norway and this beautiful green mountains of northern Wales and Ireland and back in my, my family roots are there. And so I follow a lot of this. And the other day, one of the, one of the Instagram pictures that I saw has this next phrase of Josiah, if you can put that up there, buddy. It says, experience does for the soul what education does for the mind. I don't know who this person is. She may believe crazy things. I don't know. But that is an amazing statement. And when I saw it, I always want to put that out there now because you never know. (laughs) I don't want to get canceled because of Casey. (laughs) But this, this is a true statement. Experience does for my soul what education does for the mind. So when I am taught the ways of the Lord, it does something for my mind. It renews my mind. But when I experience what I'm taught, it does something to my soul. I feel like we're, this is a critical thing for us going forward that's going to unlock us. I feel like we're going to learn how to manage our souls really well. And when our soul prospers, everything is going to prosper. I feel like this was a key, that I was supposed to see her statement. I was supposed to read this because it did something when I read it. And I want to continue in that today, all right? We cannot only be hearers of the word. We have to be doers. I want to read from Luke chapter 7. Thank you, buddy. Then the disciples of John came to Jesus and reported to him, uh, came to to John concerning all the things that he had seen. So Jesus had just done all these miracles, and so John's in prison, right? He's about to get his head chopped off. He's in a bad way, and he's in prison, and he's hearing this man, Jesus, his cousin, is doing all these miracles and signs and wonders, and he's probably the Messiah, but He's concerned because he's in prison right now, and he's wondering. And so his disciples come to him in jail and say, hey, John, uh, this is what Jesus is doing. He just raised this widow's son who's dead, and he just did these miracles. And and John called his disciples and said, well, then send to Jesus and say this, are you the coming one? Are you the Messiah, or do we look for someone else? Mm, That was his soul needing an answer. You recognize that? That wasn't a mental question. That wasn't his body asking a question. That was his soul saying, I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to miss this. Is Jesus really him? We've had our hopes up before, but is he really him? His soul asked the question, is that really him or do we need to look for someone else? And then here's what happens. Go ahead, buddy. Next slide. So when the men came to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you saying, Are you the coming one? Are you the Messiah? Or do we look for another? And then look at what Jesus does. The answer to the soul cry of John was what Jesus does next. And that very hour, Jesus cured many of infirmities. Come on. He healed people with afflictions. He cast out evil spirits. And to many blinds, he gave sight. Next slide. And Jesus answered and said to them, you go and tell John the things that you have seen and the things you have heard. And then he tells them, tell them the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to him. What was Jesus's solution to John's soul cry? He he gave him an experience. He showed them the gospel on display. He didn't give him a sermon. He didn't even answer the question. Did you notice? Jesus was great at that. People would ask him a question, and he wouldn't answer it, or he would answer it a completely different way than what they thought. He didn't even answer the question. He just simply went, you want to know if I'm him? Here's an experience, the blind see, the dead are raised. And not only that, the poor have the good news of the gospel preached to them. You go tell John what you've seen and you've heard. And then he says, and blessed are those who are not offended in me. See, that offense, those things take place in the soul. And Jesus knew the only solution to John's soul question was not a good teaching another sermon. It was the experience. It was a demonstration of the gospel. It was a demonstration of his power and his authority. And I'm here to tell you today that that is the solution to our our soul prospering. Next slide. Read this again. Experience does for the soul what education does for the mind. Remember that. I got one more passage I want to get to. This is uh, James chapter one. Next slide, buddy. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. (sighs) Ouch. (laughs) I don't think I need to learn anymore until I do the things I already know to do. (laughs) Stop the learning for a moment and let me start the doing. Because if we're hearers of the word only, if we hear a good word and like, oh, that's true, we applaud it. Oh, that's the truth. Let me hashtag truth. Let me post this on social media. Let me let me let me highlight this in my scripture because I believe what was said. That's that's a start, but it's not the completion. The completion is the doing of the word, the application. It says, if you don't do the word, you deceive yourselves. Ah, I don't want to be deceived. Deception comes not from believing the lies only, but from not doing the truth that we hear. Deception comes not just from doing or from believing the lies, but from not doing the truth that we agree with, that we hear. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks at himself in the mirror and observes himself and notices what he has, what he looks like. But then he walks away and forgets what kind of man he is. Next slide, please. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty. I love that it's called the law of liberty. Come on, y'all, y'all alive, you awake? The law of liberty, and continues to do so, not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. What does it say? Say it with me. This one will be blessed in all or what he does. The key to having a prosperous soul is the doing, it's the experience. Let's go to the last slide. This is it, and we'll just leave this up there. So I changed her quote and made it mine, which Matt and Mark always give me a hard time about this. They're like... You got the Jared Patterson Bible version every time when we're here filming and I start to quote a scripture. They're like, we have no idea what translation that was. I'm like, it was a hodgepodge of the NIV because I did Bible quiz and we memorized a lot of the Bible and it was the NIV. And then I, when I was a really young kid, it was the King James version. And then I went to NASB and then now I've got the passion in my head. I've got all the and so they come out just a jumble and they're like, here, we think this one's close enough. Let's put this up there. So I made this my own. Doing does for the soul what hearing does for the mind. Doing does for the soul what hearing does for the mind. We hear the word, and yet that's, the Bible says faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word. But faith is not just a, yep, I believe that. Faith is an action. The action follows the hearing. And I'm telling you that the soul of the church is going to rise up again. We don't have our soul right now. The church is a little bit weak overall. We're afraid, we're afraid to fight some battles right now. We're being so PC and, and correct that we're really scared of some stuff right now because our soul doesn't have the fortitude for the fight we're in. I'm telling you the truth right now. The church's soul needs to be strengthened because of the battle that we're in. And we can't battle the way the war do, the the way the world does. We can't battle with arguments. We can't battle with all these weapons that we've battled with before. We have to battle with different weapons, weapons of love, weapons that pull strongholds down. And for that to happen, our soul needs to rise up as a church where we're anchored to Christ and where our spirit, our soul, and our body unify under his anointing, under his influence, and then we become this beautiful bride that's without spot, without wrinkle. But for for whatever reason, our soul has been sick for a long time. Our soul has been disappointed. Our soul has been disillusioned. Our soul has been distracted, and it's time for the church, for every individual as the church, as the body of Christ, to shake ourselves and say, awaken my soul. Why don't you just tell yourself, awaken my soul. How does that happen? It doesn't come just by hearing. It doesn't come by just reading the word. It comes by the experience that comes through faith. It comes by doing the things that Jesus tells us to do. I'm going to close with this. We are, the church has become really good at teaching principles. Overall, come on, I'm, I'm nailing myself on this. Because I, I, I told Matt this a, a while back and, and talked to Kyle. Like I'm looking for a shift in my, my preaching style to become very experiential based. To where I say less words and we begin to see manifestations of the experience with God. That's what I want to see. I want that to break out in our services and our whether even online. This someone may watch this video two years from now. I want the presence of God to be on this, and I want them to be brought to experience with Jesus right where you're at right now. I'm looking at you. Yes, two years down the road, Jesus is in your room. I want the experience to happen. It has to happen. And then we can say, hey, this is what just happened. Here's why it worked. Here's why it happened. That's what Jesus did. He displayed the gospel and then he told them why it it worked. He showed them this trick, this beautiful magic trick, and then he explained the trick to them. (laughs) It's beautiful. This is what I want to see. And the church has been very strong on the teaching side and very weak on the experiential side. And we've had all of our reasons and excuses. You're like, well, some people fake the experience, some people pretend. I don't care. It does it's not it's what does it matter to me if someone has an experience here and they were putting on? I'm not promoting putting on the experience, but it doesn't affect me at all. And the only time there's ever fake experiences with God is because there are real ones. And so I want us to be really good at teaching the word. I, I, that That's going to be us. We're going to teach the word. Everyone on our teaching team, we're going to teach the word. But I want to awaken the soul of this church through experience we've been talking a lot about the future of online ministry for our church, and Matt keeps, he keeps driving home. There has to be experience. There has to be something that they have to do with what we say online. There has to be an activation. I'm like, I agree with you 100%. like, there has to be an evangelistic side to it where we do the stuff. How many remember when Hank preaches and he's like, yeah, when do I get to do the stuff that Jesus did? Right now, all of us get to do it. Let's just do the stuff. Because when we do the stuff, come on, we get a soul tie with him. You know how strong soul ties are? Have you ever gone through counseling in the past and you had to break soul ties? And it was a a process and it was difficult. I want to create experiences with, with Jesus where my soul gets tied to his Where I am knit to his, where it's difficult to break it, where it's difficult for me to stray, where it's difficult for my mind to wander, where it's difficult for me to be distant from him because my soul is so knitted to his through experience. Come on, how many want that? I want you to stand. We're going to pray into this. This is the way we're going to end service. We're going to pray for experiences, for experience after experience after experience, for encounter after encounter. Come on, would you just begin to create that conversation with him? Jesus, we come to you now. We love the teaching of the word. We love hearing your word. It has done something to us. It has changed our minds. Come on. We now have the mind of Christ. We, we are beginning to understand mentally who we are, but we need experiences to go up, go with the, the, the teaching. We need to 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 demonstrate the things that we're hearing and learning in the laboratory. God, I ask that right now Fire Life Church will become known as a place where you experience the presence of God. That whether you're in the room, you experience the presence of God. Or whether you're at home through an online service, that you experience the presence of God. And it knits our hearts to Jesus. Come on. Hmm. David said, I would have despaired if I didn't know I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living, my heart, my soul would have despaired, but I knew that I would see his work on the earth. I knew that I would see his favor and his presence manifested in demonstrations of power and authority and healing. The blind see, come on, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, come on, dreams are restored, come on, families are brought back together. The, the poor have the good news of the gospel preached to them so that they see a way out of their poverty, come on, that's the gospel, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation. (laughs) I'm not ashamed of this. I'm not ashamed of the teachings of Jesus, and I'm not ashamed of the demonstrations of his authority. God, I ask, would you, would you just join Unify in some way? Lift your hands and pray for Fire Life to be a place where the encounters of Jesus happen, where there are miracles and signs and wonders. Come on, lift your voice. Jesus, we're asking for a demonstration of your authority. We're like John. Are you the one? Is this it? Are we on the right path, or do we do something else? And Jesus, we ask that you would demonstrate the blind see. The lame are healed. Come on. The deaf hear. Come on widows had their children brought back to them oh Jesus we want to see this demonstrated in fire life church and we will never go back to just being okay with teachings we have to see the demonstration we will not change the subject we will not be disappointed and distracted and move off of this path My favorite scripture verse when I was a teenager was Habakkuk 3, I think it's verse 2. And it says, Lord, we have heard of your fame. We stand in awe of your wonderful deeds. And then he says, renew them in our day. In your wrath, remember mercy. And in our time, make them known. Renew them in our day. And Jesus, that's my prayer. We have heard of your fame. We have heard that you are the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords. All power and authority resides within your voice. We believe this with all of our heart. And you are seated on the throne above all powers and principalities. We believe this to be true. And we know that you've called us sons and daughters. And you've called us to be seated in you in heavenly places. We believe all this. We are in awe of what you've done, but we ask you right now to renew the signs and wonders in our day, that our sons and daughters and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren will have the demonstrations of your power and authority, that our soul may be knit to your soul. In Jesus' name, come on, Mm. Yes. So this week, here's your homework assignment: prophesy over somebody. Just go do it. Like I don't have a word for him. Open your mouth; the Holy Spirit will fill it. That's what the Word says. He will heal the sick this week. Like, well, I can't heal the sick. You're right; we can't, but Jesus can, and He's looking for an opportunity. Comfort someone this week. Bring comfort to somebody. Stir up someone's dreams again. Amen. Break off chains from somebody this week. Reconcile relationships. Come on, do the stuff. Everyone say, I will do the stuff that Jesus did. Amen.